Extra, extra, read all about it. Absolutely nothing happened. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Uh, my name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It's uh, going. Uh, welcome to another Digital Citizen, where we're going to talk about things that happened, because that's our gimmick. It's kind of hard to do that gimmick when <laughs> nothing happens. When nothing happens? Well, <laughs> I think we're going to come up to a thing, especially with the writers slash actors strike, where TV uh, and movies are going to slow down even more than they already have this week. Uh, uh -huh. So that's going to be a thing we're just going to have to deal with, I guess. Uh, yeah, I have literally watched one new show this week. Other things, it's like things I've uh, watched before or seen. I watched a or... few movies. I'm like, yeah, I, I have a movie backlog movie. of things to watch also. So that's mm -hmm. like, uh, I watched a few things that like, like a bunch of what we do in the shadows this week because I was I mm. wasn't up to date on the new season and things like that. Yeah, uh, I think I would binged uh what did i binge this week that i hadn't seen uh always sunny in philadelphia the new season oh yeah i need to binge that also that's on my list of things to see i've only seen three uh, or four episodes of it uh, yeah i saw two yeah and i think it's only eight so oh so i'm almost halfway through already Mm-hmm. Mm, okay not much yeah, news no. this week either it's like a slow week in general yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's okay to have those weeks because then we can like talk about other things. I'm not going to say that uh, I'm I'm complaining that there's no news. I mean it's okay to have a week where we talk about other things. I mean I'm going to talk a lot about like books I've read this week. So uh, from Audible, yeah, go to audibletrial.com/adz. Uh, yeah, I have a backlog of books there that, uh, I listened to three books this week. Oh, uh, that's pretty constant listening. I guess it depends on how long the books were. <laughs> if they, but if they were normal uh, size yeah, books, that's like, you're pretty much constantly uh, listening to books. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it here, but, but, uh, we'll talk they about have, it later. Um, yeah. yeah, they have a, they have a red thread, as they call it. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, no, it's just like, and it's, it's also like, uh, it's been a hectic week for my mental health, so I'm kind of glad that we don't really have a lot to do as well. I'm, uh, I'm working on something extremely personal, uh, with a psychologist, and uh, it's taking a lot of toll out of me, and it's like uh, it's leading to me not uh, sleeping well, uh, having uh, tremendously much thoughts and things like that. It's just like uh, a little bit fucked up situation, but I will be very happy when we're done with it. Well, it sounds like not fun, but also mm -hmm. good like it's not 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 fun yeah. but good right is that the thing yeah, of yeah. it yeah 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 
I mean, it's interesting and it it's going to lead to something good. So well, I'm, I'm happy about it. I had a building week. I built a staircase to my loft. I have a loft. Heaven? In, oh, yeah, a staircase <laughs> to heaven. It wasn't that tall. Uh, I have a loft in my place. I always had a ladder there, and I was like, ah. I got all. I had a bunch of free wood that I got from another job, and I was like, I'm gonna build a staircase. So I built a spiral staircase this week. Uh, oh, did you use the deck? Yeah, I built. Yeah. I had got a bunch of leftover wood from a deck I built for a lady, mm-hmm. and used it to build a staircase at my house. I had to buy a few things, but uh, it was it was you know a lot cheaper than it would have been, and if I didn't have like piles of free wood, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you, and I I have no clue what you're going to answer, but uh, how much would you think a normalized standard hammer? Is in uh, the states. The cost of it. Mm-hmm. A hammer. I mean, you can't really even say a hammer because there's so many different types of hammers and like qualities okay. of hammers and different things. So I don't know. There's a giant range that it could be. From where to where, approximately? <laughs> I have I never know. bought a hammer, so I. That's to say, if you're buying, <laughs> if you're buying like a commercial grade, twenty pound sledgehammer. That's going oh, yeah, to be no, like no, I mean I mean a I mean a nail hammer. Yeah, no, a regular sorry. like if something that's just a normal person not like a contractor would use yes. just something you for yes. around I don't yes. know like 15 or 20 bucks probably. For a 15, good de- 20? Yeah, for a decent one. One that's okay. not the head isn't going to fly off and hit somebody in the face, so, you know. Okay. One you didn't buy at the dollar store, for instance, yeah. What is a good American brand to buy hammers? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know hammer brands. <laughs> so what you are saying is that you are not hammered. Ha ha! Walked right into that. I guess so. Yeah. Mhm. I have no clue where you, I was going. Yeah, I don't know where you were going with that, but it ended up there. So that's how that worked out. Well, talking about hitting the nail, haha. Uh, I talked a little about it last week uh, that uh, there was a fallout that had uh, Biden and Trump neck, neck and neck. Uh, well, uh, let's talk more about that. This is in a hypothetical rematch. So, like, um, I think this isn't counting, like, this is after the primaries, which there are a lot right. of other uh, factors going into the factors. primaries. Yeah, but yeah. Sure, sure, sure. in a hypothetical situation where these two are going against each other, Biden mm-hmm. and Trump are still tied at 43% each among registered voters in a New York Times Siena poll. Uh, the possibility of the criminal indictments having crippled Trump's general election chances might have come as a surprise or even shock, but the result is worth taking seriously. Uh, this does not seem to be a fluke. Um, it's, yeah, it's, no shit. It showed in a very close race a possible presidential rematch, including a one-point lead possible for Trump among registered voters. Uh, mm. Yeah, they're saying all these... What this poll is saying, I guess, is saying that, like, these charges, indictments, uh, criminal uh, ongoings, allegations, I guess, Mm -hmm. of Trump aren't hurting him in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I I have to say I am uh, not shocked at all. Uh, Like I said, 
uh, when we talked about another poly last week, uh, it's almost like it's helping him instead of hurting him. Well, this one definitely is the most interesting, uh, just because they're so it's so close. So it's not like. Mm. Mm, what you would think to see is at least Trump down by a slight bit right now because of the indictments, and then maybe it would go mm. back up as, as people forget about those kind of things. But mm -hmm. it's showing not a bump above Biden, but that what this kind of says, it, this isn't like a polling for like saying who's the most popular, but it's mm -hmm. saying that uh, in a way, both one of these guys is either just unlikable or just as likable as each other. Right. Mm. And that's weird to think about that Biden, who doesn't have five criminal indictments, is just as disliked mm. or liked as the guy with all the cr crimes. <laughs> right. That's a little uh, scary if you're a Democrat. If you're a Democrat. Uh, mm -hmm. since I'm not, I, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm a Democrat. I'm a, I'm lefty. Um, right. I'm 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 a, a liberal social yeah. Democrat, maybe. Yeah, I I'm definitely not an American Democrat, but uh, but yeah, no, I um, I thought about it. I think that if uh, assuming that both uh, Trump and Biden wins their uh, uh, campaigns, both of them, something that I think is sadly extremely plausible. DeSantis uh, just tanked this week in this yeah, in these polls. That, yeah. I think the uh, the number two now is Vivek Ramaswamy instead of DeSantis right. after Trump, which you know that could change, but it's right. interesting. Uh, and I, I I thought about it. I am a hundred and ten percent sure if Trump wins that the Democrats will say, "Oh, it's because people people that are independent or people that are like uh, us outside of what." is like the standard American Democrats voted for another party. Uh, again, they will fucking blame them. Oh, they're already so. doing that. There were already, oh. already articles out uh, saying that uh, Cor Cornell West is a spoiler and that he's going to be right. a problem for the Democrats. They're already putting... They're already baking the pie so that they can serve it to people yeah. later if that does happen. <sighs> I, uh, I'm... Okay, I'm going to say something that is maybe a little bit controversial. I don't know what's worst for for America to have Trump again or another term with Biden. I am not 110% sure. Uh, I would say Biden's probably better just because nothing's going to happen. Uh, yeah, that's true. So nothing is better than it being worse, where uh, Biden's yeah, going to give a bunch of tax breaks to the rich and powerful and... Uh, right. you know, do the exact same lying and uh, convincing uh, people that he's doing the right thing when he's actually going completely against their interests, where Biden, mm. he does some of the same things, but mostly he's just inept and can't get anything done, so. Mm. It got me thinking of the situation we were in uh, not that long a time ago with Bush and, and Cheney being the real president of America. Uh, we could, or are we in that situation now where we have a puppet in the White House? I think that's true. Think Most that of bad? the, I think it's been that way since like 
the early '80s is that we've all—it's always been a puppet in the White House that's being sure to run to by degree. I what people the, call would, like the deep state or whatever, the, which are really just sure. the people who are unelected mm, uh, government officials who. But what I'm stay in power is, much longer. Yeah. Like they, there's no re-election for these people, so they they can stay right, in power. Right. right. What I'm more meant is like, uh, do we have someone that is so controllable as Bush? Uh, it's more more my question. Well, who's it's, who do you, you think you think he's uh, Kamala Harris is, is the hand behind the puppet? I don't know what your suggestion mm-hmm. is. <laughs> I, don't, I my suggestion is I don't know. I'm just thinking that uh, someone with Alzheimer's or uh, being as old as Biden and not capable of actually doing his job uh, would need to have someone leading his hands like uh, Bush needed If you don't misremember, in the 2020 election, most of the time during the primary, the Democrats were like, we do not want to have Biden in there. That's the last person we want. It was like until until it wasn't. So yeah, mm. there's probably somebody helping him out. Uh, I don't know to what level. I don't think it's a Bush Cheney uh, type situation uh, in the sense that B- Cheney was like actually controlling the power. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, there are people within the Biden cabinet who are you know. Um, mm pulling certain strings especially when we see things like biden come out and say things like uh we don't we don't uh, see taiwan as part of china and then they have to go back against like his own cabinet has yeah, to yeah. come out the next yeah. day and be like he yeah. didn't mean that that, that yeah, yeah. see that's the level of like handler that they're on yeah. they're not doing it yeah, yeah. pre yeah they don't they don't even have that even proves that they they don't have enough insight to pre-plan those kind of things Right. I, I guess the video of uh, Mitch McConnell also like put a little like shock into me that uh, uh, people would be able to like be in charge of uh, so many things in government and not fun- fucking functioning in a way that like normal people do. Like if that happened in Norway, that person would be on his way out like faster than you can count to five. But in America, it's like nobody fucking cares. I think people do care. We people see those kind of things in like, uh, what's mm. her name? The other, the Democrat woman uh, who Diane Feinstein, who just is right. like literally on her deathbed. People have to like. Uh, there was audio that came out of her being told how to vote. So right, yeah, um, right. These are issues of like. Uh, that old people need to learn when to pass the torch. And a lot of these mm. people don't trust the younger generation because they're part of this weird, they don't, they just don't trust the younger generation. So they don't want to pass the torch on to yeah. people. Uh, and they continue to, to do this. And I would imagine people like Diane Feinstein are being told how to vote and what to do. And the people behind them are actually the people who are making, uh, or decide the decision yeah exactly yeah yeah i think that's true i I think think also when it comes to biden a lot of what i said earlier i said uh he 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 can't get anything done 
I think to a certain degree, he doesn't want to get anything done because right, they yeah. like the way the system works now, so they don't right. want to change it. And so a lot of the... And and if he doesn't do anything, they can't take him on trying to do something. It's also that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Like, yeah. you, can't be do- you can't be docked on something that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you didn't do. That's true. <laughs> anyway... Uh, is he risking war with Iran? Uh, I wonder why, why that got the, me thinking about Bush. Hmm. Wedge. In an escalation of tensions, the Biden administration has deployed thousands of U.S. Marines and sailors to the Middle East in order, in order to deter Iran from seizing oil tankers or other commercial ships near the Straits of Hormuz. The move comes after the Navy said Iran... T- tried to seize two commercial oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman um, mm-hmm. after seizing dozens since 2019. Iran responded by equipping its navy with drone drones and missiles. Who is this from? Uh, somebody from the Quincy Institute said, it's really baffling to see what why we're taking such immense risks that could bring the U.S. into war for achieving things that are of little value when it comes to peace and stability in the region <laughs> right. or to U.S. interests uh, in the region. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they are sadly 110% correct. Uh, it's, you know, another escalation. I've, I've been pointing this out for years at this point that the U.S. is almost forcing Iran, Russia, and China to create, like, a new uh, axis of evil type situation because they want, like, this big bad boogeyman bad guy or something. It's almost like we're pushing for it. I mean, the other thing that's happening here is we're backing Israel, and Israel fucking hates Iran. <laughs> so yeah, there's that yeah. also. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one day we will talk about America's relationship uh, with uh Israel. You're like not allowed to talk about it though, because you'd be called an anti-Semite oh, yeah. if you talk about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you can't say anything bad about that government. Right. That you literally can't. And in this country, there's a law that's like an anti. <laughs> it's called anti BDS, which says that if you uh, say anything b- bad, uh, if you say anything to boycott or div- uh, divest or put sanctions on Israel, it's considered a crime mm. here. So, yeah, oh. you literally can't say nice. anything bad about the Israeli government. <laughs> nice. Well, at least uh, we will have free energy. Free energy! Because U.S. scientists have achieved net energy gain in nuclear fusion reaction for the second time. We, we talked about it mm-hmm. last year at the end of the year. <coughs> Excuse me. Scientists at the California-based Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory repeated the breakthrough in an experiment in the National Ignition Facility on July 30th. This produced mm. a high energy yield, a more high energy yield than December, uh, a Livermore spokesman said. The final an- analysis still being done, so we don't have all the, all the info, but uh, mm-hmm. they at least know that it did better than last time. So this is just like... It's proof that they can do it, and now they're just trying to hone it in and, and make it improve it more and more and more. I mean, why don't they just ask Dan Brown? He talked about it in the Da Vinci Code many, many, many years ago. Uh, That's the whole plot I think the, f- of the Da Vinci Code. I think the first time I ever saw it was The Saint with. Uh... Yes! 
with what's his name? That's right. Elizabeth Shue uh, was in it, Shue, and then yeah, um, what's his name? Um, gosh, uh, let me look it up. The Saint. Yeah, yeah. but uh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> it it also reminded me of the Deutsche God. What the hell happened with uh, Elizabeth Shue? By the way, she kind of disappeared. Uh, Val Kilmer. That's right, Val. Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Yeah. 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 Elizabeth Shue, did she disappear? She was in a few movies for like a, a year, and then I never saw her again. I feel like maybe she's one of those people that didn't I like the... That's, that's not that long time ago I saw in her in something. Maybe I'm 100% drunk. Or maybe I just haven't seen her in anything. Maybe she's in things that I don't watch now. Maybe she's like one of those lifetime actresses or something where you never... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you, uh, do you watch... At all, Twitch. I don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, I watch Brutal okay. Moose on there, and that's about it. Unless there's some kind of like major event happening from like a YouTuber that they're like, I'm gonna do this mm. on Twitch. Those are the only times I've ever gone over to Twitch. I have the app on my phone and on my TV, but yeah. Yeah, I think I I uh, I stopped watching Twitch when uh, Ludwig went over to YouTube. <laughs> I think that was the area when I stopped watching Twitch. I watched Twitch before that. I mean, as a company, what I'm to understand is they're terrible. Yeah, yeah, no. It's like to their to their they're, streamers. They're, hey, they are owned by fucking Amazon. Of course, they are terrible. Right, but the actual people who run the division of Amazon, which is Twitch, are also just like incompetent, and they don't really again? care about anybody. Who's the yeah. leader of of Amazon again? Oh, is it a bald, uh, evil guy with a cat on his hand, stroking it, saying, Ah, oh, Mr. Bond, I have been expecting you. I mean, but Twitch, you know, it's big, <laughs> uh, definitely big as far as, uh, yeah. definitely with younger people, mostly, what, gamers, but Twitch has become so much more than just gaming at this point, you know? It is so funny, because, like, uh, Asmongold that I do watch some content of, uh, is uh, usually, like, taken from his Twitch, but I, like, never watch him live. I watch his YouTube videos, but I never watch him live. I, I, that's true. I do watch a bunch of people who are on yeah. Twitch, and then I'll watch their stuff yeah, on YouTube, but, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, even... Not live. <laughs> Even Moist Critical, like, the yeah. stuff I watch of him from Twitch I watch on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I think he's, like, but one it, of the biggest Twitch streamers, yeah. But, uh, uh have you ever, uh, have you ever watched, uh, Kai Sanat? No. Kai Sanat is no. definitely a younger person thing than us. I have not seen a single thing with him in it. I know... I I I I think I've seen like pictures of him because of like former dramas and things like that and I think he was brought up uh, in a Destiny stream once or twice. He's uh, actually pretty drama free up until this week. He had one thing where uh live on stream they were they were like live streaming a party or something and people claimed that right. he was getting a hand job behind yeah. the kitchen counter that was like I but there was no that, proof that yeah. that was ever true it was just like a video it could just mm -hmm. yeah have been a co weird like coincidence of how it looked but uh yeah that changed this way uh as i am uh to understand it he was going to give away uh something 
in the Union Square, right? Uh, yeah. In in New York. He was. It, what I would understand, it was you know video game systems, gift cards, you know, for okay. things. Okay. Okay. So you know, it wasn't like a car or anything. Okay. No, it was a bunch of small. Like I'm assuming he was mostly giving away, away gift cards, and then you could go. Okay. It was probably like a gift card f- at Best Buy for you know, whatever. So you can buy a, a PlayStation. he didn't have a, a per- permit for this, I'm assuming. No, I think he did. Oh, he did? I heard oh, he did, okay. yeah. Um, it says here, but the NYPD is appealing to help to identify youths who damaged patrol cars after the Kaisenat gaming device giveaway turned into a riot at Union Square last week. The mass gathering of up to 6,000 people on August 4th descended into chaos and f- as fights broke out. Teens hurled stones and chairs at the police officers and set off fire extinguishers as well as fireworks. Mr. Sanat was charged with inciting a riot and unlawful assembly after he promoted his giveaway to millions on Twitch. Uh, Mm. Without prior warning to authorities, I was to understand he had permission. Because even if you look at the footage of it, there's like Mm. all these barriers and shit set up. Like, from the city. Right, and you you (laughs) wouldn't be able to set up Oh, from the city as well. Okay. They were like yeah, that, that city barriers. They're like the big orange things you see like on the side of the road sometimes when yeah. they're doing construction. He had those all around this thing where he was going to do the giveaway. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it says dozens of arrests have already been made on charges ranging from assault on a police officer to resisting arrest as well as disorderly conduct. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, the video of it is crazy. There's one video, I don't know if you've seen it, where uh, Kai Snat himself is driving away, and he's in, like, yeah. a big SUV, and there's got to be 10 people on the car, and it's driving, car, yeah, I yeah, don't know, yeah. 40, 45 miles an hour, mm. and these guys, mm. there's people just falling off the car going, yeah, um, I can just imagine that it felt like being in a zombie movie, you know what I mean? That is so fucking dangerous. Wow, yeah, no, I, I've, I've seen some, some of, uh, of uh, there were some videos on YouTube about this, of course, because, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, I, uh, I, 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 uh, as I am to understand it, he didn't have, a, have a permit. Who knows? I think that, I, I think that matters. To be fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, this article is saying they didn't, but. I I always assume they did just because they had all those barriers and they had people right. there, but maybe they brought the barriers themselves, like like his people did it? I don't know. That's This just seems very weird. It's, but it says here, uh, police could have provided crowd control measures such as erecting metal barriers and deploying officers had they received advance warning. That's what the police said. Mm. But like I said, there were barriers. So I'm very... Mm. I'm a little confused by this whole thing. Because I had also yeah. heard that they did get permission. So... Mm. But according to this, this is from the Independent. So, yeah. Do you think he will be the referee in the boxing match between Zuckerberg and Musk? Kai Sinat? I don't know if he's... Uh, mm. I don't know if... You have to have, like, a, a license to be a referee, right? For a boxing match? Uh. I'm pretty sure you have to go through, like, training to do that. But maybe I, they I, could train I'm, him. Yeah, and I don't think it would be sanctioned, would it? Aren't they in two fucking different weight cl- uh, classes? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it'll probably be an ex exhibition fight. I don't think it's going to be yeah. like a yeah. And then you don't. I'm assuming you don't need a referee. A referee. I think you still do, or at least like you well, think? I yeah, I think you still. If you're having a fight, even if it's an exhibition, you still have to get it signed mm -hmm. off by the the state board. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so they still would have to have like a referee and like medical staff and things like that there. The I'm assuming also it's if they're gonna yeah. do this big fight, they're, it's not just gonna be the one fight. They're gonna have pre matches, right. so there's that also. Right. And let me just say, Suck will win by actually being uh, fit. Well, uh, Elon could just sit on him. <laughs> Right? That's true. Elon Musk says in a potential in-person fight with Zuckerberg, he would be, which would be streamed on his social media site X, formerly known as Twitter. The two billionaires seemingly agreed to a cage match face-off last June. Yeah. Zuckerberg has actually trained martial arts, and the CEO of Facebook's parent company Meta posted about his first jiu-jitsu tournament earlier this year. Uh, Zuck versus Musk, Musk will be streamed live on X. Musk wrote on Sunday, all proceeds will go to ch a charity for veterans. So that's pretty good, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, on this, on yeah, his this is never going to happen, by the way. Oh no, n never. <laughs> no. On his thread social media account, Zuckerberg <laughs> responded, "Shouldn't we use more reliable platform that can actually raise money for charity?" It is so funny. <laughs> it, that is such a good response. <laughs> I love Suck's response. Yeah. I mean, optically, optically, I am definitely on Suck's uh, team here. It says here whether or not Musk and Zuckerberg actually make it to the ring in Las Vegas nope. has yet to be seen, uh, especially as Musk often tweets about actions prematurely, prematurely and without any follow through. But even if the cage yeah. match agreement is all a joke, this banter has gained attention for both men. Yeah, allegedly it's very known for his picture. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> okay. Okay, I don't know where that was going, but sure. Representatives of X-Meta and the UFC, which owns the venue where the fight might take place, did not immediately respond for request for comment. So, mm. is it all a big PR stunt? Probably. Why are they? <laughs> is it? Is it? Why are wow, you think so? Why are two opposing billionaires like working yeah. the same PR stunt? Though I guess they're not really like yeah. they don't work in the same sector. Like they're not competing business wise. Not really, they're not competing no. with each other. Yeah, not really. No. But uh, yeah, it's just stupid and uh, never ever going to happen. Uh, it could happen for and... charity, I guess. Like. I guess for uh, like, if they got the right amount of money for charity and they here here here's the problem. Who would sponsor it? Taco Bell. I bet a lot of people would be down to sponsor it. Taco Bell for sure. Mm. Well, uh, they are being sued, so maybe they can't afford to. They don't have the money uh, right now. Yeah, that's probably them, true. Yeah. Taco Bell's that little little company, Taco Bell, that doesn't have enough money. Uh, never never heard of them before. Are they a little like independent company? <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're being sued, apparently, in a proposed class action lawsuit <laughs> filed on Monday in Brooklyn Federal Court. Frank mm. Siragusa, 
accused Taco Bell of deceiving customers by falsely advertising its Mexican pizza, veggie Mexican pizza, crunch recipe, grande crunch wrap, and vegan crunch wrap as containing at least double the actual content. Sargusa, Sargusa uh, included photos showing food bursting with beef, cheese, and bright, bright red and green vegetables juxtaposed with the actual photos of the food, which was smaller, less vibrant, uh, that other customers posted online. Taco Bell says the ads are... Oh, Taco Bell ads are unfair and financially damaging consumers, and especially concerning now that the inflation of food and meat prices are very high, and many consumers, especially lower-income consumers, are struggling, uh, the complaint said. Uh, the lawsuit seeks mm. at least $5 million for Taco Bell customers who bought items in, oh, bought these five items in New York State in within the last three years. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. This is definitely not. This is quintessential like a uh, frivolous lawsuit. This is not going anywhere. This is just like the subway thing, pretty much. Yeah. Uh. I don't think this sadly will go anywhere. At least doesn't seem like it. I, usually, at in when you see those ads, or even when you see like the package on the front of a a, a box in the store of something, and mm -hmm. say it's like cookies, you see the picture of the cookie on the front of the box, and if you look in the fine print way down at the bottom, or even on the back of the box, sometimes it says, uh, like <laughs> something like, uh, size different to show detail or something like that. You know, right. there's always those yeah. little disclaimers they put down at the bottom that you can't really see. I bet those are in all these ads. Because they have lawyers that cross-reference these things. So, yeah, I think they probably are covered uh, against this kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Tron is uh, back in business this week. What is he going to tell the truth about? He's going to talk about how life is not easy and to stop whining and look ahead. Hello, this is Tom Trontos The Truth. Again, I'm going to talk about nostalgia. And nostalgia has been more and more part of the right of the conservative movements these days. Yeah, before you call conservatives also used to use nostalgia, like they want yeah, the traditional family values and traditional religion and so on and so on and so on. But there were also people started believing progressive parties. Parties who want to go ahead, do new things, new ideas. Like the labor movement in Western history was a progressive movement, thinking new and doing something new. Today, a lot of conservatives, there are a lot of, think about nostalgia when it comes to doing politics. If we only had it like we have it in the 50s and 60s, as we only did, those people didn't win in the 70s, and so on, and so on. Look about Reagan in the 80s. Funny about this nostalgia, it's one group who claim, two groups who claims to it. People who lived in that area and had all the benefits. Two people are too stupid and not educated and think those people, they can have them better if they go back to that point of, in time. The funny is, if they go back to that point in time, a lot of conservatives would have a problem. Like the conservative party in Norway, who used to be against gay people, but now are very pro-gay people, if they go back to that era, well, okay, they also had to adapt the values to that area. Going back is not always good. But going forward can also be difficult. I'm becoming a father right now, a little son. 
is difficult, is hard, and I used, my life used to be much easier. It has value. Believe me, it has. I love my son very much. But things have changed. And so life do change. I do not dream back to the area when I didn't have that responsibility. Yes, sometimes it, when it's crying all night, it could be tempting. But that thing has passed and things move on. I look forward to look forward. Because thinking too much of the past can be two things. Depressing and a sense of loss. Loss of time that I didn't have to think about a lot of things. And I don't have to address a lot of issues. When my life was easier in some sense, but when I think about it, it was bad in other sense. That's humankind. We used to remember the good things and ignore the bad things. Believe me, growing up in the 1890s was good, but it had its problems. It had, you, when you see all Hollywood movies today, you can see that, yeah, you cannot address and do things like that anymore. But there was a time for everything. There was time for that. And so we move on and move on and move on. A lot of political parties today, it's not only Trump who says, we, we want America great again. It's also in Norway. We have a conservative party, like, but one conservative party called the Industrial Party. Like, they want to go back to how it used to be, when everybody had a stable, good job, and so on and so on. We didn't have to think about the environment. We didn't have to think about a lot of liberal issues because we do have to do that today. The world is more complicated now than it was in the 50s and 60s. The left didn't create it, the right did. Totally free trade is part of the problem in, in some, some areas. But according to conservatives, it's not. Everything they did wrong got wrong because everybody else, not themselves. So now they're trying to dream back to an era where they had the power and they just had to hide the fact that they fucked up in some places. Maybe I'm part of the left and the center. I can say that not all the values and things we did in the past supported different groups and was good. But on the right, that acknowledgement doesn't exist. Everyone went wrong after 68. Everything, really, according to themselves. EU, the UN, you name it. And they don't even facts anymore, that they take a little bit here from history there and so on. The fact that they're not the top on the, the food ladder since they bought uh, <laughs> them much. Sorry, my English. We're going to have election after election. This party is going to win. They're going to win because you cannot say to people the tough truth anymore. It's not getting fucking better. And if it's going to get better, it's going to take a lot of hard work. And some of the hard work, we don't know everything about it yet. But we can go back to the comfort zone. Both parties who, who, who sticks it in the side to people who tell the unconventional truth and so on and so on. But things is not going to change. All the things you hate is still going to be there. I definitely going to be there. And the politics is a suffer, you suffer from. Do, do not come from the media or the unions, because you're de destroying them. You come from yourself. I also want to back to a time where everything was simpler, but it's not going to be happen. It's never going to happen. Life goes on, and sometimes 
you have to work to progress. And progressives cost a lot. John Kennedy once said, not ask what the country can do for you, but you can do for the country. So please, do something for the country and stop fucking whining and live now and see to the future. This was Tron, Tron tells the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as always, uh, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Uh, I'm not going to even call it uh, the TV run because I uh, watched one TV show and it was with you on Saturday. Well, I know there's uh, one other thing. One other thing on TV you watched. Well, yes. Well, that's new. One new TV show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we watched Nailed It, the b- baking challenge. I think it was, was either Nailed it, it, the baking challenge, or just baking challenge. It might have just been, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's, it's a version. Uh, Nailed It is a version of a show, and then this is like a baking version of the original concept of Nailed It, which I think is like right. You take the original concept is you take something like a picture of something and you have to recreate it and then most right. of the time it comes out really bad hence the name nailed yes. it uh yeah, yeah. and this is just cakes is the thing yeah yeah uh we saw two episodes i'm definitely out uh but uh uh it sure was a show i mean it's a uh, cooking uh, competition show just like any cooking competition show right sorry it's just like any other cooking competition show, yes. except like everybody's a bad chef is the only difference yes. in this one. Yeah. Well, not a bad chef; they are bad at baking. Sure, I get. Yeah, a bad yeah, yeah. baker. They're, sorry. Yes. Uh, Nicole yes. Byers is one of the hosts, and then there's this Instagram chocolatier who we've seen in a couple of different reality shows at this point. Right. I think. Yeah. Uh, he's very good at being very French. I will say that. Not a great TV host, but he's there more for like advice being on French. what to do, and like yeah, <laughs> and being like the chocolatier guy. He's not really there to be yeah. the host. That's Nicole Byers. And then there's two. What are they? What are they? They're like chefs who are there to help. Uh-huh. They're not really like yeah. they don't judge. They're not part of the uh, judging. They, they're more like there for to demonstrate how to do it uh, the right way. Right there, you go. They're the before, yeah, yeah. like the before picture in the nailed right. it verse. Yeah, the nailed nailed it MCU. <laughs> uh, and then they have a celebrity judge that yeah. comes in and judges each episode. I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, that is uh, what I watched this week. Uh, it was okay. Uh, I will give it the four. Yeah, I think a three point five four is pretty safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nicole Byers has okay. her classic terrible sense of humor. At least they write her a terrible sense of humor. I'm sure she's funnier in real life than yeah. the horrible. Like, I, there's no host of any of these shows that ever gets any good material. Is the thing. Um, yeah, yeah, other than uh, the guy from uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that show that I don't remember right now. Go on. Uh, what else did you watch on TV that I also watched? Uh, that you also watched? Oh, well, mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw Big Brother Season 25, Episode 1, and part of 2. I didn't finish 2 yet, but Episode 1. Yeah, I just saw 1. Holy crap, it is literally the worst episode of Big Brother of all time. You know what? Do you know what? I watched it and I and I went, oh, I actually regret watching this. I um I I think one of the reasons why I binge I like uh look like every time 
Luke watches it from week to week. I wait uh, until the end because I don't really, I don't really care about like spoilers and things like that. Uh, when it comes to Big Brother, it's not, it's not uh, uh, the Mars uh, show. Uh, that I watch from uh, week to week, but this I like. Normally, I don't care. So when I went into this, I was thinking that it wouldn't be a normal episode of Big Brother. It's definitely not a normal uh, episode of Big Brother. It was bad. I I watch I part way through it, and I was like, "This is so like." There are certain reasons it's bad. The first reason yeah. is why is Julie Chen talking? At like the slowest pace possible. Did she? Mm-hmm. Are they, they tell her to slow down? Yeah. Did she have a speech? Stroke. Because I think they wanted. They needed to fill the whole hour, so they're like, just slow yeah. down your speech and talk really, really slow. And that made it so drawn out. And like the whole opening bit where yeah. they're announcing oh people, like it, it's always been bad the way they like. Yeah, yeah. Have to introduce it. The whole episode is but basically is filled worse. with that. But then yeah. they for some reason, don't have an audience, which started with yeah. COVID. I just don't yeah. know why they still don't have an audience. My only guess mm. is that uh, they were paid actors, and the actors are all on strike now, and that's why they don't yeah. have an audience. But that makes it really awkward, because you have these people standing on the stage, and the music mm-hmm. is playing, and it's panning back and forth, and it just, yeah. they look awkward, and it, it just not, feels awkward. To pan too. Right. Yeah. And I... I I, I thought about that. It is. It, it, it felt very. I I wrote down. This feels like it's uh, filmed in the middle of the COVID area, but it isn't. <laughs> and then Julie Chen kept messing up her lines. She kept making oh like God, mistakes. And this so is a live show. And then yeah. they chose to do an endurance competition on a live show. I yeah. guess they thought like, oh, this is gonna go. This is gonna end really fast because nope. we're gonna like turn nope. the tension on the thing that's trying to pull them really high but it was just what five minutes of people just lying on their stomachs not even looking at the camera or talking or doing oh anything God, so bad you can tell this the writer strike is in full effect right now just by this episode of big brother i i yeah. i was l- watching it going it can- am i in just a terrible mood or something no, and this is no. and so i went to reddit the big brother yeah. reddit and everybody on there was flaming the shit out of this episode like yeah. oh and then frankie grande shows yes. up who is literally the most hated big brother contestant possibly of all time probably of all time <laughs> so that was like the icing on the cake of just the worst episode not even of us big brother i'm saying every season of big brother across the entire I, planet I, 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 this is the I worst agree. episode ever yeah. created and for that i i kind of appreciate watching it i have apps yeah but i i i, I I felt like I wasn't watching Big Brother, but someone that's like trying to uh, do Big Brother in their own backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jim Bob and and Sally Joe made a fake yes. Big Brother in their backyard yes. on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. It's just like and and and, and the same one like uh, uh, Julia Shen. Like I, I have to talk about that. Like normally she she's like very like hello and welcome to Big Brother blah 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 blah, and she goes like, so uh, uh, where um, do you uh, feel 
you will fit in to the house? Like, no ex... It, like, that's how she fucking spoke. And then at one point, this was... <laughs> I got this from the Reddit, but th- there was a bunch of people that were like, she did this whole monologue about the twist. The big... Right. This is season 25. This is a big number. <laughs> and she does this whole big monologue about, oh, what's oh the twist going to be? And she's like, isn't that crazy? That's going to be wild. And everybody... All the contestants are just like... Do you even know what she just said? Because, like, it, none of what she said made any sense. <laughs> yeah, I am going to give this Big Brother episode a flaming two points. I think it's got to get it, like, a one, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one seems to be getting better. I mean, they're in the house now. There's no, It's not live. It's, you Thank know... God. It was the live aspect that really went off the rails. You can tell that they yeah. just didn't have... The production, I don't know what happened, but it fell apart completely. You could even see it in Julie Chen's faces, face at certain points where she was like... In her ear was like, oh my god, I feel... like it. Her face looked like everything was uh, going to shit on live TV. <laughs> Which, you know, that's in a yeah. way kind of entertaining that it was so bad to me. That it's like, oh, we were there for sure. the worst episode ever, you know? Okay, uh, I have read three books uh, from the same author. That is the red, uh, red thread I was uh, speaking about. It was very hard to find out what the red thread was because it's the same fucking author. Um, I uh, 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 when I say red, I listen to uh, Truth and Fiction in the Da Vinci Code uh, by Bert D. Ehrman. Uh, he's a very famous uh, religious uh, study guy that is an atheist, uh, like a religious so, researcher yeah. or something. Atheist. Yeah, yeah, he, okay. yeah. He he studies the Bible and he knows a lot of things like that. And it's just uh, uh, I have uh, I have uh, always thought about like what is true and what is fiction in the Da Vinci Code. Uh, that's why I made the timely joke about the Da Vinci Code this week. Um, because, you know, that is very timely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just seven, seven hours. Uh, and then I listened to The Lost Gospel of Judas Iscariot. About Judas, uh, of course. Uh, about, like, uh, how he's presented as... Uh, and uh, was he really uh, uh, a traitor? And maybe he was actually doing this on Jesus' request. And that was just 8 hours and 49 minutes. But the thing that's taking a little uh, longer, because it's the last thing that I uh, listened to, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost done with it, but it's... Uh, it's uh, not uh, uh, entirely. That is uh, the ga- greatest contra- uh, controversies in of early Christian history, and that's uh, approximately twelve hours, and it's a part of the great course uh, Christianity thing. And uh, you can get that free on Audible. Go to audible dot com slash adc. That's audible slash a DC and you can get one of these books for free. Uh, I think uh, the one about uh, the controversies in early uh, Christian history is actually uh, included in your membership. And uh, you get to keep your book if you cancel it after 30 days. 
the last thing I saw was uh, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. This was on Prime. Um, it's about... It's a de- very depressing show, so if you're not in the mood to watch a super depressing show about child abuse, then don't watch oh, this. Oh, no thanks. Um, <laughs> not right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a. it's got Sigourney Weaver in it. Uh, she plays the grandmother of a little girl who uh, mm-hmm. her whose parents die in a weird fire that happens right around the time that this librarian who knows the little girl is investigating whether or not she's being abused. Uh, but and then the parent, both the parents die, uh, and mm. Sigourney Weaver is the grandmother who takes the child in, but she she lives at like a home for um, people who have have had problems in their lives. So it's like a I don't know even know what it's it's like a, a kind of a commune thing, and so it's a struggle between the one lady, the librarian lady, and the grandmother being like, is this a good setting for a girl who went through all this trauma in her life. It's a mm. very, uh, you know, uh, it's very well shot. I'll say that. It's very beautiful looking. The acting's pretty decent. The story is just very depressing. Uh, and not. it's not even in like a, in like a, oh, there's a happy, uh, there's happy Indeed. parts to it. It's just depressing all the way all through right. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I'd nope, give it a... I'm not, I'm not going to watch that right now. <laughs> It's really well shot and everything, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody who... It, it There's definitely trigger warnings even at the beginning of the first episode, like, you know, oh. one of those disclaimer How things. How many episodes is it? Um, I don't even know. Uh, is it like a short show or... Uh, I just watched part show. one because it was like an hour and ten minutes long. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And I think maybe... It said at the very end of it, it said coming soon. Uh... Hmm. So I don't. I think it's a weekly thing, like a once a week thing. Oh, it's um, right now. There's fo- three episodes out, and the fourth one's coming okay. out. Uh, okay. In a couple days. Yeah. So it's okay. coming out week by week. Um. Hmm. Yeah, it was like I said, very w- well acted, very beautifully shot. So all all hmm. in all, I still have to give it like a six point five. Um. Hmm. But yeah, it's uh definitely trigger warning on this one for anybody. Well, because of the strike and everything else, uh, guess what? We don't have anything to watch next week either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... There's nothing on! <laughs> we got a show that comes out next week, but we're not going to watch yeah. it until the week after because it comes out the day... The night... Before we do the night The night for podcast. me before we do the podcast. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. even be able to watch it until the next day, which then I'd have to watch yeah. it like hours before we do the show, so that's kind of annoying. So yeah. we're just going to wait a week, nope. and we'll be, what, a week behind each time we review it, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, we've done the, that before, so... Yeah, it's just the way it has to work because of everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Met, Met Cadets. That looked like a terrible show. <laughs> it just looks like some silly anime about yeah. mech, mech droid things. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, Mr. Beast likes uh, things like that? Which I don't think Mr. Beast ha- probably has time to watch a lot of TV, is my guess, but I don't know. Maybe he does. That's true. I saw uh, uh, I saw an interview with his uh, girlfriend. Okay. Uh, uh, she was on some podcast that sure. I randomly saw on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she's from South Africa. Africa? Yeah, South Africa. 
I don't I want to say. Huh. And, uh, and uh, she's super sweet and things like that. And, and uh, 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 this was cross-clipped with something like he was talking about on a podcast about like uh, uh, what he is like looking for in a girl and things like that. And uh, she said that uh, uh, one of the things that uh, if he if she could have one wish is that uh, she had uh, he had more time, <laughs> like in his day, <laughs> for things to do yeah. because he's so creative. He's over creative. He, yeah, I think it's he's in that time of his life also. Like he's at that age where he he can just keep go go go. And yeah, yeah, slow down eventually. But that's also like I remember Casey Neistat, who is another YouTuber oh who was God, just yeah, go yeah. go go. He had to yeah, stop yeah. vlogging. Specific reason was because it was ruining his relationship with his kids and his wife. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that over time it can be really bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, to a certain point, we saw that with uh, Cinnamon uh, Toast when he moved to, to Australia as well. Like, uh, like he became more calmer and, like, things have calmed down because, like, now he has Mary and all the children and all that to take care of as well. But Mr. But Beast... Mr. Beast, uh, he's, uh, he did sue this uh, company, but guess what? They sued him back. Uh, yeah, that's right. The Ghost Kitchen company that runs Mr. Beast Burger has now countersued Jimmy Donaldson... A.K.A. Mr. Beast, VDC or Virtual Dining Concepts Concepts alleged that Donaldson and his Beast Investments company failed to abide by contractual ob- obligations such as carrying out promotional work, and that they um, materially damaged its reputation. VDC is seeking a hundred million dollars in damages, according to Variety. Um, I if he didn't. If one of their contractual obligations was promotional work, I don't think he spent any video he ever made not promoting Beast Burger. So I don't know how that could possibly be true, right? Yeah, I don't see how this is true either. Is it true? What did he? I think they're countersuing just uh, because the lawyer said we need to countersue. Because he's suing us, I, I don't think this is. Uh, it's to it's a way for companies to try to uh, make you spend more money on lawyers because now they have mm. to also work on the countersuit as well as the lawsuit, right? Yeah. Movie round. Guess what, Luke? I saw the hot new uh, movie, The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> After reading the books, it. yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I was like, oh, I, I, uh, I was, uh, I read the Judas Iscariot book first, and uh, I knew that I was interested in reading about the Da Vinci Code, so mm-hmm. I, I. Uh, and I didn't really want to to read the book again. Uh, I think the book is totally fine, uh, by the way. Uh, so I watched the movie instead because it's it's close it's more enough. To, yeah, <laughs> more or less the same. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I saw that hot new movie. Okay. Uh, what else? Yeah. Did we, what was the other movie we watched this week? Uh, yeah. What was the other movie that we watched? It was called "Fucking Boring." That was what it was called. I, um, I, I it was badly Cold edited. Space. B- 
badly edited was the biggest problem with it. More than yeah. anything else was the editing was just god-awful in it. Uh, Crawl Space from last year. With a bunch of people you'd know, uh, Henry, what's his name, Henry something. Um, yeah, E.T. E.T., yeah. The the, <laughs> bo- the boy from E.T. was the in boy. this as a, gro- yeah. as a grown man, obviously. Uh, it's about a guy who... Goes into a crawl space as a plumber. No, shit. Wow. And then uh, as he's in the crawl space working on the plumbing of this house, some mm-hmm. criminals show up uh, and kill the owner of the house because they're looking for cash that this guy mm-hmm. stole. The cash happens to be hidden in the crawl space, which I was like, that's why would you have a plumber come? There's uh, a lot of things that are very convenient in this movie. Right, why? That way. You know somebody's going to be under there. Why wouldn't you hide it yeah. somewhere where there's not going to be just a random plumber? But I, I guess he was assuming they wouldn't open the duffel bag that didn't even have, like, a lock on it or anything. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it is so fucking convenient. Right. You didn't even put it in, like, a lockbox or a safe or anything like that. Just a random duffel bag under a house. And the thing is, like, I I uh, I was kind of like uh, joking about like uh, now that we saw the John Cena thing like last week, uh, uh, how much better this was. It's not much better. It is better, uh, but but uh, it's like two uh, stupid movies in a row, and I uh, I can. Uh, with hand on my heart, say that I did not like this movie. But uh, there were some scenes that I, I thought was very fun. Uh, I think uh, the most brutal scene with him, like drilling through uh, the villain's foot, was very very fun. <laughs> Get him stuck. Yeah, there, but, uh, there was a few very like A team or like Home Alone style yeah. trap making scenes where he, he use he's using his plumbing equipment as like weapons, mm-hmm. which is that's maybe the coolest, most interesting part of this. The editing was terrible. The acting was mm-hmm. mid level. I would say the bad guy. We we I think we both thought he did a very good job in this. Um, the bad guy was the best thing about uh, right, the but whole the worst movie. thing for me was the editing and then the music oh choice. God. The music choices in this <laughs> were <music>. unbelievably <laughs> off-putting. Didn't fit the scene you're watching. Yeah, it, it was yeah. like somebody had a friend who was like, "Can you put my music in your movie?" and just kind of fit it in there, just like really jam it in there as hard as you can to make it work. It sounded like someone like you googled uh, copyright free music and put it in their movie. Right. That's what it sounded like. And it just didn't. Every time you got a scene, or certain times there were scenes that just the music didn't fit for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the editing was. You know, there were certain parts. What was there? Were there was a chase scene where they're running after this guy and he knocks over a bunch of pallets. And you see the pallets fall over, and then they cut to another angle, and the pallets fall over a second time. And you're like, this is the worst editing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, what will you give this movie? Oh, it's a two for sure. Oh, it's definitely a two, yeah, yeah. I gave it last week's a zero, so... Yeah, the, uh, that's saying the trap making was kind of fun with the plumbing equipment. Yep. And yep. there were the bad guy were were the two saving graces of this film. Can I just say that um, uh, I also will give myself a pat on the back for 
calling something out very early in the movie that was so fucking obvious. Yeah, that is another thing about this is a very predictable, like, you know what's going to happen throughout the entire movie yeah. kind of movie. You've seen this yeah. same plot just put together in a different way in other movies many times and TV shows, uh -huh. to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw... Let's see, which one should I start with? I saw... This is... I'll do another really bad movie. The Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, which came out. Oh, The Tank. Yeah, I have heard about that. Uh, nobody I know have liked it, so... Yeah. I'm assuming you didn't. It was <laughs> not a good movie, uh, mm. it, but it is, like, a very standard shitty B-horror movie. I had put it on my list of things to watch, and I didn't really remember why, but I... Number mm. one, I, it has bad scores. It's got a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not good. 4.6 mm. out of 10 on IMDb. But it's set in Oregon. And I think mm -hmm. that was the reason I put it on my list of things to see mostly is because it was like... Yeah, Crawl Space was also from Oregon. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Kind of so I watched two Oregon yeah. movies this week. Both yeah. uh, the, both of the settings were woods scary. Going into the woods is terrifying. <laughs> um, but this one was like... To, to, to be fair, it is pretty scary to go into the woods. This is about a, a family, uh, a woman... Uh, a man with a child who inherit a house from his dead mother who, mm -hmm. uh, but he was estranged from his mother, like his whole life. So, he, and he doesn't really know why uh, he just mm -hmm. knows that like his, uh, father and, uh, or his grandfather, I mean, was murdered for some, in some brutal way. And, and it was at this house that they inherited it, inherited. So, uh, yeah, they go there, they start fixing up the house, and they find the water tank in the back, and that's mm. when uh, it turns into a monster movie. I'll just say that, without mm. ruining anything. Mm. Uh, it's bad. It is very bad. I mean, the monsters aren't even really that scary. Uh, the acting's bad, the cinematography's bad. It's just generally a bad movie. I'd give it a... Mm. Mm, it's probably a 2.5. Well, I saw a documentary uh, on YouTube about the Da Vinci Code this week. I don't know why. Uh, it seems like you're on a Da Vinci Code kick or something. Mm. Mm hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have to call me Langdon. La Langdon. Yeah. Langdon. Yeah. Langdon. Mm -hmm. Was it good or was it bad or? It was okay. I knew a lot of it. It was about. The production, more or less. Oh, like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing? Yeah. I think it was actually released by the company. Yeah. So it was a tiny bit bland. Sure. <laughs> I also saw a documentary, the Mario movie. That was a documentary, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a, a very good documentary. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't forget about that documentary. Yeah, because it's about two brothers who are plumbers that get sucked into mm -hmm. a wormhole pipe in the in, mm -hmm. a, in a sewer and end mm -hmm. up in Mushroom Land, and they have to save... Mm -hmm. They actually don't have to save the... They have to save Mushroom Land from Bowser. That's what... They don't actually have to mm -hmm. save the princess. The princess is along for the ride saving the kingdom to, to to be fair it is as uh, a documentary as Blair Witch Project was so <laughs> there's that's uh, that's basically true um, <laughs> yeah I remember hearing to, to be when this movie came out a lot of like 
Oh, Woke Mario. This Woke Mario movie. Mm. I don't remember seeing anything that was like woke at all in this entire movie. Maybe I missed it. I I I don't think it was woke. I just think it was I, bad. I don't. I wasn't looking for it either. But like yeah. after the fact, I remember. I was like. Wait, didn't they say something about this being like super? And I was like, that didn't happen when I got done. I really liked it, there's to be a, honest. There's a lot of things that annoy me about that movie, but but I think I think in general, I think uh, I do agree with you that a lot of like the things that are like referenced in this movie is good. Uh, I think it's insanely good. Like. Uh, 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 beautifully water effects and things like that. It is yeah, the really animation beautiful. is really good. Yeah. yeah. I just wish it was about something. <laughs> well, it's about saving the Mushroom Kingdom. It's like just the classic, yeah, but we gotta save you understand what I mean. our yeah. land uh, and we have to go like talk to the, meeting the don meeting Donkey Kong, I like that part. Mm. Uh, I thought that was really fun. That was fun, yeah. I think I guess the part that they thought was woke was that the princess is like not getting saved. Is that mm -hmm. like the that's the yeah, whole thing? Yeah, she could she she could do things herself for fuck's sake. Well, this just shows this just shows that anybody making that argument hasn't played all of the Mario games because yeah, literally yeah. Super Mario Brothers two, you play as Princess Peach, like the yeah. second one installment of ev of all the games. So that's just dumb. <laughs> it, it is a stupid argument. Yeah, if that was the argument, I, otherwise, then yeah, I, I really had fun with it. Maybe I was in a good mood. Maybe mm -hmm. I just really. I went into it with low expectations because Fro said, oh, it's not going to be, it's not that great. It's, you know, it's a kid's yeah. movie and you have to go in with that mentality. But it also has jokes for people who grew up with the original games, like nostalgic jokes, mm. you know. I wouldn't say mm. adult jokes. They didn't make any, like, sexual puns or anything like that. It was just mostly, like, nostalgia jokes about, um, yeah, about the old school Mario stuff that younger kids wouldn't get, you know, mostly. Mm. So, overall, I'd give it a... I really liked it. I'm going to give it a 7. Yeah. I don't think I gave it more than 4 when it came out, if I don't remember. I think there was also a big backlash about the voice actors and stuff, which once I started to get well, into it, I got used to it. They even made a joke okay, about yeah. like the commercial at the beginning where they're making the the silly mm -hmm. uh, Italian accent and the dad at the dinner table is like, what's up with right. the silly accent? Yeah. Uh, I think that was one of my biggest problems. Like, I hated uh, uh, Brad Brad Pitt. Why do I want to you say You always Pitt? say Brad Pitt. Every time you say <laughs> that that guy is Brad Pitt. I don't know why you mix them up. Cause I think it's because they're, like, leading men. <laughs> actors. Know. And, like, he's, like, the current version, kind of, of Brad Pitt. Is my only yeah. thought. is Because you make that same mistake all the time. <laughs> Let's go with it. Yeah, I didn't like Brad Pitt in this movie. I think that's my biggest problem. It's like her, his voice didn't fit. I got used uh, to it. Like I said, yeah. when there was that controversy at the when it when the trailer came out, I mm. I was like, I think once you get five minutes into the film and you just get into the story, mm. you're not even gonna notice. And that's what happened for me. So. Uh, the last movie I saw was Follow Her. Uh, this was also oh not... Oh my god, I really want to see this. This is also not a great film, to be honest. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I thought, like... The reason we I wanted to see it is because we talked about it in, like, the other films and the... And the uh, yeah. 
the concept for it sounded super interesting, and it is. The concept super. is yeah. pretty good, and even the ending, like, I watched it last night, and this morning, I was yeah. like, oh, is that what happened at the end, or is that what ha-? So it left me mm. questioning things, because the ending is very... It leaves you wondering. Um, okay. But the acting's pretty bad. There's some really oh, overact- no. overacted stuff. I mean, it's a B thriller movie so going into it with mm. th- those expectations you just gotta expect like it's a b thriller movie and in that way it's pretty fun like for a, like mm. a you know uh it's not really a horror movie it's definitely more of like a psychological thriller type film um mm. i had fun with that part those parts of it there was just some yeah some bad acting some uh mid-level cinematography uh, very you know like ai generated music happening um some very what's a good word for it bland character development <laughs> other than that a24 film uh i i don't think so ah something so is it something like told me that this was an a24 film no i don't think so uh okay good but yeah okay. I, the storyline itself is the really interesting part and that's what made me hmm. want to see it in the first place is the, like the description right. we read of like what it's about, which is, yeah, this woman is she. She has a website where she exposes people uh, mm-hmm. for ha- having devious, uh, what are they called? Craigslist posts, uh, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh, I want to get a massage, or I give massages, or whatever, or something like that, or I mm-hmm. I will tickle you for a fifty buck." But when actually, actually, it's like some sexual thing that they're trying to desire they're trying to um mm-hmm. get people to do without th- the per- the other person's knowledge right and she's mm-hmm. trying to expose these people she gets a call to or she goes to a craigslist thing because that's what she does she goes to these craigslist things and this guy turns out to be a little more than she expected to handle and it gets in mm-hmm. that's when it gets into the crazy psychological thriller part of it that's really okay. interesting all that's really good the quality of the movie is just not that great. So I'd give it a... I'm going to give it a six. Well, uh, do you want to see a um, trailer for a movie that I very funny enough read a review of that was calling it Meg to the Stench? Get it? The Stench instead of... I want to go to Mono one with you. I want... uh, you hadn't seen the first one, right? No, I never watched the first one. I love the first one. It is so atrociously stupid. Well, now that no movies are going to be made in the next six months, maybe I'll have time to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can watch every movie that you have not seen. Right, and all the TV shows I haven't finished. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's literally nothing on. Let's explore. What is with the dub of their voices? Is that was that like a CGI yeah, that person? A, that was looked CGI. Okay. For sure. Or was it supposed to be like a hologram? Oh my God, look at that! That is bad special effects. Oh, I thought maybe the guy was supposed to be a hologram, but now he's interacting with the door. So I he, right, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's but yeah, no. dubbed. I, I, it looks like it's dubbed or extremely bad. 
sync. Yeah, maybe the trailer is just a, this trailer we're watching is a bad sync, maybe like or something. Extremely bad sync. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, because it looks like maybe it's the Chinese. Uh, it's definitely release. the Chinese trailer. Right, so maybe it's in Chinese and then dubbed over to English again? It was the Chinese trailer, it was dubbed to Chinese and then dubbed back to English for, yeah. the, for the YouTube yes. trailer? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That would explain a lot. Oh my god, this looks so fucking like the Jurassic Park. The special effects are really not good. No. Well, what is... Mm, oh, oh, I was a little too early there. <laughs> I was like, oh, the, uh, the trailer ended. <laughs> the trailer tricked me. Uh, so what is this totally going to be Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, Jonah, Jonas Taylor leads a research team on an exploratory dive into the deepest depths of the ocean. The voyage spirals into chaos when a malevolent mining operation threatens their mission and forces forces them into a high-stakes battle for survival. Mm -hmm. Pitted against colossal, colossal prehistoric sharks and relentless environmental plunderers, they must outrun, outsmart, and outswim both of their merciless predators. 27% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, so not good. 5 out of 5 Amazing. on IMDb, so that's all, all right. 73% mm -hmm. on Fandango's, though, and 88% of Google users liked it. Uh, the audience score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes look mm -hmm. is 73%. Uh, uh, so. Starring Jason Statham uh, and directed by Ben Wheatley. I think I have seen every uh, Statham movie. I I have a fascination for that guy. Uh, I've I I I think he's uh, very very fun movies. Uh, I think one of my most underrated movies of all time is the one where he gets shocked all the time. I don't really remember what it was called. Uh, Crank. Crank, or yes. Cranked? Love was crank. it Crank or Cranked? I think it was Crank. Yeah. The second one was terrible, but uh, the first one was really good. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about Meg to the Stench. <laughs> because that's so funny. Uh, saw it in 3D uh, 480X, whatever that is. Uh, one star, by the way. Uh, by James. This is uh, the 3D was barely uh, useful, useful, and uh, the 4DX. Oh, it, it it spread water on you through the through the movie. That's funny. Oh, one of those. Uh, yeah, the the theater yeah. shakes and things like that. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was clearly a poor editing of uh, the scenes when the camera uh, swapped uh, angles. So much that not even close to prior angle, even that it happens on his back and then used uh, uh, clips uh, uh, two times of them uh, entering uh, a vehicle. It's so stupid and it's so badly editing. Okay. Whenever I hear somebody go to those four, four DX theaters or whatever, it rem always reminds mm -hmm. me of that movie... Uh, matinee with John Goodman where they had... Oh my that, god, yes. That was like the whole concept of that film. It always reminds me. I of have not seen that movie in ages. That makes me want to see that movie again. It, I, I don't know if it would stand good. up. It's from like the early 90s. Yeah. 
It's probably yeah. still. It's John Goodman, so he's probably good. Mm. I went to the IMDb and I got an, a bad review, and I didn't even know you could do this, but it doesn't have a score. They didn't score. Really? They, I didn't even know you could do that. I don't. I didn't think you could do. I that, didn't think um, you could either. Um, yeah. So it must be a zero. But uh, Ross nine nine one six says it's awful. Clearly, Jason Statham just did this movie for the money. The story is ridiculously bad. I mean, seriously bad. Statham Statham is like a constipated statue the whole time. The CGI <laughs> is cheap, nasty, and completely unrealistic. The only saving grace is fantastic. Is the only saving grace that is fantastic, and I mean fantastic, is when the credits rolled. The movie is everything that's wrong with Hollywood regulating stories and using bad actors, bad producers, and bad CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a good one, an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Baby Shark Do-Do-Do-Do Meg 2 from <laughs> t- Top Dog Critic 4. <laughs> And he actually does say, you're welcome for that earworm. Uh, I wasn't, I really wasn't mm-hmm. expecting much of a sequel from the first Mega. I had rated, rated a very generous 6 out of 10, but wow, I was pleasantly surprised with this sequel. I felt Statham was, the, uh, was only cast in the first film to draw viewership, as he didn't do what Statham is known for doing, kicking butt. But Meg 2, right from the opening scene, Statham is doing what Statham does best. So... Okay, let's talk about movies that uh, uh, are coming out this week. We will do it as we did uh, last week. I know that I know one thing about this first thing, uh, first movie. I know it's Randall Park's uh, directorial debut. Okay. Uh, What's it called? Shortcomings. Shortcomings. A struggling California filmmaker contemplates his romantic future when his girlfriend moves to New York for an internship. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Nice. 83% mm-hmm. on Rod Tomatoes. 2 out of 5. Or 2.5 out of 5 on Collider. And 89% mm-hmm. of Google users liked it. Like you said, it's got. Re- directed by Randall Park. It's got Debbie Ryan in it and Sherry Cola again. Yeah. Uh, that I asked last time uh, is that a drink? Right. And I said it's possible that it's actually just a stage name and it's meant to. For you, it makes you remember her as an actress. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Also coming out, uh, Dreaming Wild. Uh, brothers Dan- oh Donnie and Joe Emerson find newfound fa- musical success in their 1979 debut album Dre- Dreaming Wild, which is rediscovered three decades later. It's got Casey Affleck, Zoe Duchanel, Walter Goggins, Bo Bridges. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of people in it. Chris Messina, Men- mm-hmm. Messina, yeah, who was in, was in that show we, uh, was in the show we just watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then the movie that I have seen the trailer for and was really looking forward to, uh, What Comes Around? A Love Affair becomes a menacing game of cat and mouse where nothing is what it seems. Uh, you're not mm-hmm. going to be happy to hear this, but it's got 35% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Directed uh. by Amy Redford. I'm not seeing... Uh, it's got Grace Van Dien uh, mm-hmm. and Summer Summer Phoenix. I'm guessing that's... Hmm, okay. Uh, I think that's his younger brother, if I don't remember incorrectly. And India Affleck, who I'm guessing is the son of 
or daughter or somebody uh, of yes, Ben Affleck. the daughter of... Uh, Casey Affleck, uh, actually. There's Cassie a picture. Casey Affleck, yeah. And uh, Kyle Gallner, who I really like, he's he was, mm-hmm. um, he was in The Outsiders as the kid who lost his finger. That guy, yeah. Yes. Uh, then another movie about us, brother. Uh, brother, brother, brother. Uh, brother. Sons of Caribbean brother. immigrants Francis and Michael face questionable... Oh, questions of masculinity, identity, and family amid the pulsing beat of Toronto's early hip hop scene. Eighty-nine uh, percent. Okay. I'm going to guess this if uh, that that this is a Canadian movie. It won so a Canadian Screen Award for best performance in a leading <laughs> role. So, eighty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's good. Seven point three out of ten on IMDb, and eighty-three percent of Google users liked it. It's got mm-hmm. Lamar Johnson, Aaron P- Pierre, and Lavelle Adams Gray. I know one thing about this next movie as well. Uh, Bobcat Moretti, that is, uh, that Matt Peters is in that. I love Matt Peters. Apparently Mindy Sterling is also in it. Bobcat Moretti is oh, no. an obese, <laughs> multiple sclerosis patient who's struggling to cope with uh, personal tragedy. Looking for a fresh mm. start, Bobby takes up boxing, the same sport his late father once practiced. Well, help. With help from dedicated trainers at the gym, Bobby embarks on a transformative journey to regain his health and self-confidence, shedding 154 pounds in the process. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's got Vivica A. Fox, Matt Peters, Taryn Manning, Mindy Serling, Sally Kirkland, and Coolio, apparently. Coolio? Really? Rest rest in peace, Coolio. Yeah. Aww. I'm, so this m- must be an old movie that they're now releasing yeah. in 2023 because yeah, Coolio's been dead for a good amount of time years. at this point. This has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes though, eighty eight point four out of ten on IMDb, and four out of five in Common Sense. So good scores. As long as he sings Gangster Paradise, I will sing it. I see it. So I don't know. I mean, let's see. Actually, I can go back. I'm wondering if maybe he. He plays himself. Yeah, Coolio plays Coolio. Ask Coolio. Yeah, so yeah, he's probably in a performance singing. or something. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, something I actually have said once: uh, "To death do us part." After running away, and I'm not dead, and then I am divorced. So there's that. After running away on her wedding day, <laughs> a bride must fight for survival against the vengeful. Uh, her vengeful fiance and seven deadly groomsmen, the ultimate showdown. Holy the groomsmen fuck. soon discover that she has no intention of going back to the life she left behind. I don't know. That's crazy, but okay. Five out of ten on that IMDb. Great, great. Sounds kind of good. Like the concept's kind yeah. of interesting. Four, four, forty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, though not good. Fifty percent on mm. Fandango. Thirty-four percent of Google users liked it. Aye, aye. You That's never see low. below 50 in the Google that users. Extreme. I hate that. Yeah, no. Aye, um, aye, ho. Ha! Natalia Gustalstaya is the main character, the bride. Oh, her. Orlando oh, yeah. Jones, uh, star of Holes. Orlando Jones? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Cam. Wow. Giga Dent and uh, Jason Patrick, who you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Uh, the fir- uh, first uh, thing that kind of came to mind when you said Orlando Jones was American Gods, 
I love him in that show. <laughs> oh, not the movie Holes with Shia LaBeouf? No. No. Okay. What what movie do you want to see out of these? Um, uh, to yeah. Death to a Spark. I think oh, I do, definitely. too. I thought yeah. you were going to go Meg, too, though. But, yeah, I was no. going to say Till Death Do His Part. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Most of these look kind of cheesy, but that one looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, what are we doing next week? Coming next week, News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week. We're going to do not, no TV show, but the week after that we're going to do Love Experiment, is what we mm -hmm. think we decided. Another digital review of The Pod Generation. So I don't know if that's... So it's about us. Yeah, I was going to say, it's either about us or it's about the future when people are living in pods. I, it could be no, like no, a no. sci-fi movie podcasts. or it could nope, be about nope. podcasts. It is about podcasts and it's about murder mystery podcast. Please be about that. I don't, we need, we yeah, need, we need more thing. of those. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough true crime podcasts, Please. TV shows, and movies. <laughs> That's what we are missing. <laughs> uh, can't believe, like, only murders in the building. Uh, the show that we were following. Like, it is so fucking much right now. Well, it's because it true crime podcasts are so popular, so they're trying to piggyback yeah. on the popularity of actual uh, podcasts by making... TV shows and movies about true crime podcasts. <laughs> about podcasts. Yeah. Instead of just, like, making uh, it about the thing that the podcast is about, which is true crime. Yeah, right. it's, it kind of seems silly, but, yeah. Hey, here's news nobody fucking predicted. Cough, cough. Uh, FusiTube got banned from Twitch. Who would have guessed... It's not like I said, I feel like this is going to end badly at one point. <laughs> no, no, you definitely didn't say that last week. Uh, nope. Yusuf Erekat, uh, professionally known as FouseyTube, has been banned from Twitch for the second time in less than a week. Uh, he had been running a, his 24-hour live stream from his Twitch account. Uh, he was banned uh, in early July and was banned on August 1st and then again on August 6th. Fuzi has built a significant audience uh, thanks to his non-stop streams. He's gained over 200,000 followers before the ban happened. Um, yeah, he was first banned in July for using a slur while singing a song, obviously. Not just, like, at, directed at somebody, but he was singing a song and used a slur, and then he apologized. Uh, he got back, and less than... Uh, he Oh, then he got booted again... Uh, I don't remember why that one was for. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but then on the 6th, he was banned again. Uh, oh, no. The 6th, he was banned for another slur. Uh, and then he had an inter interaction with a woman who he gave money to. And then uh, they I... had a few drinks together or something. Yeah. And then said so... he had hooked up with her bragging to his chat. Right. Yeah. And I watched that whole thing. Okay. Uh, not live. I saw saw it like I I was watching. Uh, I think it probably was Destiny, and he was watching it. Right. That makes that sense. That call is so. It, no, that conversation is so fucking creepy. Uh, not only because like him like uh, bragging about it, but. Her also telling him 
that uh, like uh, she was in an abusive relationship and things like that. Like, I think it was more what I heard. I haven't seen the clip you have, obviously, but what I heard mm. is it was more that she was in, she was like illegally tra- like she was in a pimp prostitute situation yep. that was like a bad, yep. really bad, and that she needed help and that's why he was giving her money. But then they got drunk yeah. together, and the big problem most people were having is that like, she was really drunk, and then they had sex. Yeah. So he, uh, she couldn't have given consent when she was that yeah. drunk, especially when he had also just given her money, and she yeah. is a former prostitute. That's just all in all a bad, just like bad interaction, like from the beginning. You should have just given her money and yeah. walked away. That should have been it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, spoilers for uh, uh, Big Brother look. Spoilers again. Uh, yeah, Luke Valentine removed from Big Brother Twenty Five House after saying the N word. Uh, nice. that doesn't happen like every season or anything. No, I, I linked it to you if, if you want to see. I, it. I did actually see. I I saw a thing about it last night, but I didn't want to read the articles because I didn't want to get spoiled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for spoiling it for you. Uh. Well, I knew that he had gotten removed. I just I didn't want to spoil like w- how it happened. But uh, so they never delicious. like when they do it on Big Brother US at least they say, "Hey, he got removed. He there was something bad happened." They never go into specifics ever. So, so why do you think they uh, now are going out with a violated code of conduct? Say that all again. Why do you now then uh, think they have confirmed that it was saying the N-word and violating... No, I'm saying in the show, them? they won't say it. Oh, in the show. Okay. Uh, like, in Variety, I'm... they'll release a statement that says ah, it, but when okay. they actually come back on, what, Wednesday or th- Thursday, I mean... Okay. Uh, Julie Chan will be like, we just needed to let you know that Luke has been removed from the house and they'll replace him with somebody. Right. They always have backups. They are ready for this kind of shit. And uh, yeah. it's just really... I remember us talking about Canada getting rid of their live streams, and we were like, oh, the reason they do that is because you get in trouble all the time because people say stupid shit. And this is Mm. just another step of the U.S. doing the same and getting rid of the live streams, but... Man. It does seem like Uh, every season somebody says the (laughs) N-word. I don't know what that says about America, but... atrociously unnecessary. Like, the thing is... How are these many people that get cast in these shows all have it just in the vo- their regular vocabulary? Right. You know what I mean? Enough to, like, once they get comfortable, oh, I'm going to say the N-word now. It's like, yeah. what? This is nuts. Like, that's not something that ever would come out of my mouth, like, even, at, like, at any point, you know? It's just crazy that uh, yeah. Big Brother has a terrible track record. I, they need better uh, uh, background checks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who uh, Noah Sunday is? Doesn't sound familiar. Okay, he's a completionist uh, in games. He he uh, uh, streams and he's like he does every single thing that's possible to do in the game. Uh, I watched him this week for six hours, going for the platinum trophy. For PJ Thor 2K23. For what? I couldn't hear you over the loud. PGA Tour Mm 2K23. A golf game. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and it was one of the most like boring games I've seen in my entire life. But he's very funny. Oh well, that that yeah, that always works. I mean, the reason yeah. Brutal Moose, I watch him because he's funny. And he plays like some of the worst games you could possibly right? play, and that, yeah. but that's also what makes it fun is like making fun of the game while you're playing it because it's bad, mm. right? So it all it all works. Uh, yeah. What's the bi- the big news? Uh, Lizzo allegations slash lawsuit. Oh my god, yes. Uh, she's being accused of fat shaming. That's what, like, the one that everybody's talking about because it's so of, weird. of obvious yeah. reasons. But I yeah. think the bigger problem, like, the things that are like the serious allegations in the lawsuit are like forcing people to work for 12 hours straight, like, uh, uh, to the point where one woman peed her own pants because she didn't feel mm-hmm. like she could stop working. Uh, and then forced sexual interactions with, uh, like, other performers and things like that. Like, yeah, yeah. those are the big... Like, people are focusing on the fat-shaming part, and even Lizzo's lawyers came out and said, that's not true, but they didn't deny right. the other things, right? Yeah. Uh, the new Mr. Beast video, what did you think about it? Uh, which one was it? So you did- Seven Days Stranded at Sea. Uh, seemed a little dangerous, but I don't know. It was, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a Mr. Beast video. You know, they had backups for everything. There was somebody, they had some it kind looked, of like way to get a hold of people. It, I would assume. Yeah, it looked dangerous. It didn't make for a very, extremely fun video, but it was fun. No, it was boring and trite. Um, uh, I have a lot on my uh, sheet there. Uh, did you hear that uh, uh, Jake Paul uh, had a comeback match uh, against Nate Diaz? Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. He's an MMA legend, and uh, he won. Uh, yeah. Who won? Uh, Jake Paul. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh... The Reckless Ben saga continues as he was... Oh, my God. Somebody yes. called in or sent in a message to H3, and they addressed him, at least saying, hey, get a hold of me, uh, which last week we had talked about how he was trying to get pe- people to get him in touch with H3, but then mm-hmm. uh, Ethan said that he couldn't, he didn't have any way to message him. And so that was like... It almost made me think that... Uh, our theory of him doing this all just to get people to talk about him, it to might be true. talk about it, yeah. Right. Because yeah. why wouldn't he have already tried to get a hold of H3, you know what I'm it saying? Seems, By himself. It seems very sketchy. Yeah. That's the word I'm going to use. And, and like I said, I, he's already known for pulling stunts that yep. li- are similar to this, so I wouldn't be surprised yep. if he did this. Uh, because it just has a track record. Of, it's like the boy who cried wolf kind of thing. That's why we don't yeah. trust it. Yeah, not that we don't like like uh, him. I like his content. So. No, I love his content. Shoe on head. Oh my god, I loved uh, her new video uh, about the male loneliness uh, epidemic. Yeah, it was really good. I I I think she's somewhat hit or miss, uh, but lately she's been very good. It seems like she's back on the grind because she's coming out with more videos like more often like there was a Mm -hmm. big giant hiatus the video was good obviously very controversial a lot of people are going to have huge disagreements with it but i think that's the point is to get a discussion happening even though i don't agree with everything she said sure no 
And yeah. there's definitely part, like, I can see people getting offended by certain parts of it, but it's like, it's something that a lot of people are thinking also, you know, mm-hmm. especially uh, on on the right side, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, AI Quibble Cop. Did you see the... the? This was a discussion a number of years ago that... You know who Quibble Cop is? He's like the... No. He play uh, GTA Five YouTuber. That's what I knew him for. For playing... Uh, he played games with a guy named Jelly, and they do, like, modded GTA uh, playthroughs. Yeah, no clue. Uh, he was super famous for a while, and then there was a thing of him okay. being like, I'm going to get offline... And I'm going to develop myself into a, a character, like an animated character. That way I can last forever. I, I, and even mm-hmm. as I get older, my character will, my, my avatar will always stay the same age. And with the invention of AI, now he's created his, his YouTube channel is just AI him. He doesn't mm-hmm. actually do the YouTube videos anymore. It's like this weird, like Black Mirror-esque thing. Because it's like... There's a video of him as an avatar reacting to somebody reacting to him as an avatar. There's, like, this super meta shit happening over there. You just have to see mm-hmm. it. It's very Black Mirror. Very weird. I found out this week that I don't like XQC. Uh, not especially because I think he's a bad streamer or anything. Uh, but he talks so fast that I don't understand half of what he says. Well, I think there's the accent part, too. He has a very thick French or French-Canadian accent, so it's that part adds to not being able to understand it, but he does talk right. really fast. I, he's been in a lot of controversy for like, what, people saying he's stealing content. Yeah, and he was on H3H3 uh, with Eaton. Yeah, and he did a debate with Hassan also, so it's like a thing yeah. right now. Uh, I just think he's a moron. I I, I don't I don't think it's I a bad thing. That, I just yeah. think he's dumb and like yeah. nothing against him. He just doesn't know that he's stupid, <laughs> so he thinks he's yeah, right. So, some of the arguments he brought was like so atrociously bad. All of his arguments are always like, "Well, you you did it. Well, you yeah. did it," and then the yeah. person who argues, "Yeah, I." I and I did. I was wrong for doing that, and you're also wrong for yeah. doing that. And he's like, "Yeah, but you did it." <laughs> it's like yeah. that's not an argument. Uh, I don't know if I wanted to talk about this, but I will. I did. We'll do it very fast, though. But uh, the Young Turks and the Anna Kasparian thing is atrociously wedge. Uh, so, uh, uh, if you have ever watched The Young Turks, there's a host there called Anna Kasparian that has lately, uh, said very bad things about the LGBTQ plus and trans community. And instead of, like, saying sorry, uh, uh, that you misunderstood me or sorry I said it this wrong way she has been like stand holds on her side of things are we talking and about it's... the birthing person controversy sorry are we talking about the birthing person controversy is that what you're talking yeah. about yeah oh okay. yeah this is like a really old controversy did it come back up for some reason i don't know 
Oh, okay. I heard about it the first time this week. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, this is... is it, it's a, how long this time is ago like, is this? I want to say beginning of the year is when oh. she originally said that. And she just hasn't ever... She, uh, she refuses to, like, walk it back. Uh, but maybe... I was Here, thinking maybe you heard something. Because she's just... She always thinks she's right, I think, is the thing. She's one of the... Especially with certain things like... Um, like the Russiagate stuff and other mm. like political things around Trump, she started. To, I started to see both of them get this headstrong, like we're always right, and kind of feeling like we have so many followers that trust us and always are telling us, "Hey, yeah, you're correct. That's awesome. Thank you for saying that." That then you get this ego of like everything I say is right, everything I say is correct. So even when you're wrong, you're like, "Yeah, but no, I think I'm still right." Uh, and I think that's what's going on here. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, she said uh, she doesn't like when people are called birth birthing people or something. Right. It was like a weird... Right. Yeah, I'm seeing an article here from April about it. So yeah. Oh, it's that l long time ago. Okay. I think it's been an ongoing thing, though. Is like it's not. Mm. It's not like it. It just hasn't gone away. Is the thing. Like it. Mm. It happened a long time ago, and she never really apologized for it for like a while. And then finally, people forced her to apologize, and that made it last longer. And then, uh, you probably just heard about it recently for some reason. I'm. I'm trying to find if like maybe, you know, it came back up um, in discussion for some reason, but I'm not seeing anything. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's everything I had. Oh, wait, here we go. Uh, oh, she was trending on Twitter uh, four days ago. Uh, yeah, why... Anna recently had two very public encounters where she seemingly broke from her usual progressive talking points. In one case, she complained about the cost and inconvenience of switching from gasoline to electric in order to fight climate change. In another, another case, she lasted out at certain uses of gender-neutral language, like birthing person, like right. I said, in place of woman or mother. As a result, conservatives are using her as an example of a progressive who got mugged and thus became conservative. Okay. So that's why people are mad at her. Uh, I, uh, I have to say that I have never liked that woman, so I don't really care. <laughs> I, I completely... I don't even subscribe to the Young Turks. I got off of there yeah. after... Pretty much uh, sometime probably in 2014, uh, 19, I want to say. <laughs> no, it was I was still watching them during the 2016 election, probably into uh, 2017. Okay. So maybe somewhere around 2017, 2018 is when I stopped watching. Okay. Well, now I really don't have anything to talk, to talk about. No, the only thing I else... You know, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh... I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Good scream, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.